When you when you switch it up, I get thrown off, but it really I think helps me rise to the occasion. I don't know if I did rise to the occasion this time, but uh maybe. We'll I think you did. Post. I think you did. And you know what else, Rose? My dick. <laughs> oh. oh my god. For a second I thought you were calling me Rose. Everything about that was bad. Bad. Good. Um, actually. Well, it's just I have high level comedy all the time. That's you know what exactly I mean? Right. It goes over people's heads. So I just try to bring it down to people's level with that. dick and it fart. It goes jokes. over people's heads. So that's what it is. <laughs> that's what it is. Um, thanks for listening to Am I an Asshole, the podcast where we gut check our asshole tendencies with a guest and a therapist. Woohoo. Um how you been doing, bud hole? Good. Um I have new roommate. Did you call me bud hole? <laughs> yeah. Let's spread that. Everyone start using it, but then also just know spread that our bud holes. Oh, oh hi. Somebody's on fire. No, she's not. <laughs> not at all. Everyone's like, okay, stop. Um, wants, they want to pause wow. me. Yes. Um, I'm good. I, I have new housemates. I just have one of them right now. And you're getting um, another. Yes, on the 15th, and I'm excited. Congrats. Yeah. Oh, it's great. It feels great so far. Um, And I feel like I'm really getting along. Like, we're friends. It's great. Oh, I uh, hope we're friends. I'm, like, saying that. I, I call people friends like, right away. I just, I claim people as friends. That's okay. Anyway. um, It's good that there's a good vibe going on. In I'll, I'll be like, yeah, yeah. Anyway, it's good. Um, Except... As you all know, I have um, a little bit of the OCD and uh, Ro CD, Ro CD, and um, <laughs> I walked over to the kitchen. Well, my roommate was talking, FaceTiming with her mom, and she goes, "Oh, whoops! I've just had the flame on the whole time. Forgot to put the kettle on." And I was like, "Okay, so just the flame was open." And I was like, "Okay, that makes sense." She just recognized that the flame was open, um, but didn't put the kettle. On. And then mm-hmm. later in the day, she cooked something else and just left the stove on. And like, you guys, this is something that I. Fear. I fear that the stove is left on when it usually isn't. But she's leaving it on. And I just went up to her and I was like, you, you have to turn the stove off. I can't be. I was like, I'm literally going to therapy for this. Like, yeah. And I what's funny to me about that. I mean, it's not that funny. Sorry. No, but it, it is. is kind of funny. Yeah. Oh, you're talking about it. Yeah. Um, But like she probably thought, oh, my God, you're right. I'm going to burn the house down. Like, of course, somebody's mad about that. But you're <laughs> mad about that. And also, you're fucking with my, my OCD. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. When I check those knobs. Yep. Yep. Well, now she knows and you, you'll you have a deeper friendship. Yeah, I guess. No, I know. And I think it's, it's just the thing of like, you know, it is... It's possible that that can happen. You never know. Like, yeah. just it could. Like, sure and you don't. Is. I mean, you could check a million times on your own, but like, it's still you can't prevent someone from leaving it open. That's a good on, way. You know what I mean? Of so, looking at it, but still, you could honey. still blow up in flames because yes. of somebody else's <laughs> yes. mistake. Exactly. So, I mean, it won't be my responsibility, but I'm like, thank you for just like reintroducing that. But luckily, oh. therapy's tomorrow. So good. Talk about it. Yeah. And, you know, she probably heard you and she was like, you know what? You're right. Thank yeah. you. Because I don't want to die either. Yeah. In a uh, horrible death. Because I'm not even sure if I was supposed to say anything. But I mean, you got You got to let someone know OCD or not. Don't you can't. Leave no, OCD or not. OCD or not. <laughs> that's not that's a not a good thing. It's yeah. And it's not like I, I was like, it's not a good tick. Did you maybe leave it on? It's like she well, did. Right. Did. It's not like, hey, uh, remember, I like to clean my forks and knives. Right. 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 Uh, right. Remember to do the dishes. It's no, it, don't <laughs> blow up our apartment. It's so funny. And she's wonderful. And it was nothing. But I just thought it was funny because I was like, that nah, literally, that's literally, my, that's what I fear. Yeah. yeah that's my thing. <laughs> yeah. My worst nightmare. One of them. Well, um, all right. right. But we are friends. 
and, and uh, a toxic friendship toxic yet and it could go south yeah sure could just kidding and um yeah so um am i an asshole for ending toxic friendships did you see what we did there swung oh, right good. over sure from did. friendship to toxic friendships mm-hmm. guys this is a good one Natasha mm-hmm. came to us and mm-hmm. wrote to us, which all of you guys can do as Please well. Please do. Am I an a podcast at gmail.com? Yeah. Or just drop us one on the old Instagram. Yeah. I prefer um, the Gmail, but okay. Yeah. That's true. It's more organized. But, yeah. anyway. um, and we have lovely Truman on mm-hmm. and a good convo. Bye. <laughs> Okay, so um, this one's kind of a, kind of, I mean, they're always doozy. I feel like I always started out with, ooh, this one's kind of a doozy, but I feel like, oh, or me, this one's juicy. Juicy, or yeah. This one, we're always criticizing, we're like, critiquing. Oh, yeah, but I do feel like this one, um, I'm sensitive to a little bit. Yeah, I mean, I think that, um, I think this one's a sensitive topic. Yeah, and it, it, anyway, um, we have um, a very special guest all the way from the UK. <laughs> <laughs> Natasha Jane, come on in, girl. Hello, how are you? Good, how are you? Yes, very well, thank you. Oh, good. so polite. I know. <laughs> you, the stereotypes are just yes, right. Also, very well is the the correct. Well, I was I like good? Well, yeah. But, I mean, we we always are like we're doing good. Right? <laughs> right. Um, right. We all have southern accents here in America, as you know. Yeah, um, um, of course. So, uh, am I an asshole for ending toxic friendships? Friendships. Right. Um, and we found Natasha on the on the internet. Yeah. <laughs> and she, she wrote to us and I was so excited. Yes, I know. So Natasha, uh, explain a little bit how, how we found you. What 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 do you do? <clears throat> so I am a vlogger. I have a YouTube channel called um youtube.com forward slash tash talks which is a platform where i talk about a lot of things that i feel not enough of us are talking about you know there are a lot of things that we feel insecure about and in this kind of world of social media where we're all trying to kind of promote our best self we aren't talking about the things that really matter the things that all of us are probably struggling with and so i just wanted to kind of have real talk, I guess, and, and, yeah. and put some of those issues out there. So that's what I'm kind of doing and focusing on at the moment. Um, and how I found you guys was, you know, a good bit of Instagram scrolling. <laughs> so that's, uh, that's how all good things come to light these days. Um, yeah. And I just love the podcast. I thought it was so great. And oh. you know, as you said, this is a subject that I think affects a lot of us. You know, we, again, we don't talk about it. It's not something that we give um, enough focus to because it's not like a, you know, kind of like a romantic relationship. If you have a breakup there, it's like, oh, you know, your friends will come around and everyone's there for you. But these kind of toxic relationships with friendships, I think is something that it it kind of needs more, it needs more light shone on it, I guess. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's like what our whole podcast is about is talking about things that people don't really talk about. Yeah. Um, And and like identifying those gray areas, like really digging into those gray areas. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so just out of curiosity, because I actually don't know, and our listeners don't either, what do you, what do you do, um, you know, to make money and stuff? Like what, I, obviously the vlog is probably making you millions. Like right. the podcast. Oh yeah, absolutely. I'm a no, I'm not at all. Um, so I work within theater and education. So mm-hmm. we're trying to promote the arts here. I'm kind of living in Hong Kong at the moment. So trying to work with, um, 
theatre companies and educations and schools to kind of use theatre as something that we can express ourselves with. Again, something that we need to all be doing more of. Great. Yeah. Great. Okay. So you reached out because you want, because you're an asshole. Um, and you, you no. feel, nah, I like to call people assholes. Uh, no, because you feel like an asshole for ending toxic friendships, right? And this is specific to friendships. Like you said, right. this is not relationships. This is not all relationships, friendships. Okay. Okay. So I just want to go over the, some of the definitions like yeah. we like to do. Okay. So I guess like, I guess I like this friend, this toxic thing. So the phrase toxic friend is a, is pop psychology. Cause I feel like it's like such a buzzword right it's now. It's, Britney, like, it's a Britney Spears song. Yeah. yeah. Oh, thank you. And it's like, it's very like, um, I just want to remove all the toxic people from my life. That's like what it makes me think of. So I'm kind of like, I, I understand it, but I'm also yeah. like, everyone's like, I need to cleanse and you yeah. cleanse my friend group. And I'm like, yeah. and I'm doing it. We also live way. in LA. So yeah, that's a lot of that. um, but, um, Okay, this this psychology. I mean, we have Truman on. He'll pop on in just a second here. But I'm, I'm so he's probably going to be like, "You're wrong." But um, some psychologist on Psychology Today said, "I would say it's someone who, after spending time with them, makes you feel bad about yourself instead of good. Someone who tends to be critical of you. Someone in a subtle way. Uh, sometimes, oh, sorry, sometimes in a subtle way and sometimes not subtle. A friend who drains you emotionally, financially, or mentally, and they're not very good for you. Wow. And toxic means poison. Yes. And friend means friend. <laughs> <laughs> Can you dig more into? Friends? I mean, I do have friends. <laughs> I don't. Really. I don't know if I have any real ones. That's true. That's right. Just kidding. Yeah. Well, sort of. Um. So, Natasha, where did this come from for you? Like, did this is was this a recent thing? If you you can get as specific as you want, but like, where did this question kind of come from? You, do you know what? If I'm really honest, I think if people talk to me about what the kind of biggest challenge has been over the last ten years, I would honestly say friendships. You know, through all mm. of the career stuff and relationship stuff all of that stuff none of that has bothered me as much as friendships have and I think it's because you know as I said earlier it doesn't get the kind of attention that it needs you know if you break up with a friend there's no one saying like oh gosh I hope you're okay you know do you need anything let's talk about it let's go for a glass of wine that kind of thing isn't happening and so a lot of the time you know you keep people in your life um who once perhaps meant a lot to you but, you know, as you said, they're no longer, well, they're, they're becoming toxic, basically. And you want to get rid of them, but you don't know how to get rid of them. And there is so many emotions that come with it. And I found this to be something that's happened so regularly, basically since school, if I'm honest. Um, and that's why I wanted to kind of talk about it and just really bring it to light. Because I know that people, the more that I talk about it, especially, the more I'm, I'm seeing that other people are like, oh, yeah, I've had a similar situation. And if that's the case, then it's definitely something that we need to delve into. Yeah. I And I also feel like I'm having a hard time deciding in general, because I keep everybody, I don't like confrontation. So um, they have to break up with me in order for like as a friend uh, for me to stop. I mean, I feel like I have, I've had one friend in my life where I was like, I need to like definitely take a step back because I'm not feeling good about the way that I feel when I'm with this person. And, but like, how do you know which like, what are the different types of like toxic people, right? Cause like there is there the one that's just like, is just really needy of your time. And like, you just like have nothing. And my mom calls those people vampires, like where they like suck the life out of you, you know? And like, they're like, they see your sunshine and they're like, give me that. And then you don't know how to get rid of them. And then there's mm -hmm. also like, yeah. Or people who are just really negative all the time or, you know, but they can all be kind of different people. How do you know who you're supposed to get rid of and who you're not? <laughs> I think, you know, from my own experience, I, it, it has really helped to kind of, 
spend more time with myself, understand who I am, understand what I am willing to put up with and what I'm not willing to put up with. And I think if in my own case, I think expectations has been a really big one. You know, I've wanted to be someone who had lots of people in my life. I think, you know, lots of people and having diversity can, can have a real advantage. But sometimes the mistake I've made is allowing people into my life and saying to them, I'm here for you. Anything you need, I'm here for you. Take from me. I'm here for you to take. And then after a while, exactly as you said, they become uh, an emotional vampire or they become too needy. And then I kind of in my head, I snap and I'm like, I don't want to do this anymore. This is it's draining. It's really, really draining. And, and I don't know how to cut it off. And for a long time, I would kind of play that victim of like, oh, you know, why does everybody do this to me? You know, why are so many people just constantly taking from me and never giving back? And as I've gotten older, I've realized actually there's probably a lot of it that's my fault because that's the kind of expectation that I set. You know, I set that expectation of saying, look, I'm here for you. I don't want anything in return. And I never kind of created boundaries. And I think that that's something that's really important. Whilst it's so great to kind of open your heart and have these wonderful, loving relationships, there do have to be boundaries. You do have to be able to say, look, this is what my limit is. Just as we would in the workplace or we would with a romantic relationship. You know, we always have to tell other people what our limitations are. And that's something that I've struggled to do, but I'm getting better at, I guess. Yeah. I mean, that's, I, I want to talk about that specifically with Truman when we bring him on because yeah like knowing like are you just attracting these kinds of people and right. also like you know are once a toxic person are you like is it toxic you know what I'm saying is it like is it like our thing is toxic doesn't mean I'm a toxic person doesn't mean you're, or a, toxic, you're a toxic yeah. or is it the relationship or like the I mean I, it's common Truman will probably yeah. know this yeah but like the, <laughs> is it the uh, trifecta of things that make it a toxic yeah friendship because I, I've had a, a few um I, I really try to talk through everything with my friend you know with my friends obviously as I'm sure we all do but sometimes like you said, you just keep get, getting disappointed and then you have to realize, is this person making me feel like shit more than they're making me feel good or loved or valued? And if the answer is yes, I have, I have, if not cut people out, I have significantly reduced my friendship with them because as I got older, I realized I needed people in different ways. When I was in my early 20s, you know, it's like, I want somebody to go party with. I want somebody right. to go do this with. And, and, you know, they're a little bit more shallow. And then as you need people in different ways and you're not getting anything in return, I've just kind of cut them off. But then I've also had the friendships where we're just not good for one another. And right. Like, and, right. that, and it, that they're not necessarily toxic. I might be, who, who knows? Yeah, and you then are. it's kind of like, <laughs> thank you. It's kind of like you were saying, Natasha, like, is it, what am I doing that's perpetuating this? Yeah. Do you feel like there's like, it's been a lot with you? Like, do you have a lot of yeah. toxic people in your life? <laughs> yes. And I didn't sort of realize it until maybe I had a bit of distance, but you know, I've had situations where people have cut me out of their life because I couldn't attend a birthday or a wedding. Jesus. And, yeah. Yeah. A, a sort of, you know, a, a literal situation where I have said, like, I'm really sorry. I won't be able to attend for reasons due to like, you know, the fact that I live halfway across the world or the fact that I don't have the best health all of the time. And I'm one of these people who I very much like to have an open discussion because I believe that 
you know, when you are friends with someone for a really long time, it's very natural to have kind of ups and downs, you know, as with, with like a sibling or your parents or whatever, you know, it doesn't mean that you don't love them, but you do just have these kind of disagreements. And so I very much believe that having open and honest communication is absolutely vital. But unfortunately, that's not always been reciprocated. And I've had situations where if I'm not able to, essentially what it is, is that I'm not meeting their expectations. Instead of kind of having an open dialogue and saying, well, look, I feel disappointed. I just need some time to get over it. You know, I wish that this could have been the case. It's been a very harsh, block me on WhatsApp, delete me off Facebook, unfollow me from Instagram. And this has happened surprisingly often. Mm. And I've always sort of been left feeling like, oh gosh, okay, I, I feel like crap. I feel like absolute crap. But those situations, I guess, made me look at lots of people in my life and made me realize, you know what, this is, these are probably very similar toxic relationships. And whilst nothing has kind of blown up yet, they'd probably react in the same way. And I've been faced with a situation like, well, yeah, I, I feel like a bit of an asshole, but I don't want to invest my time mm-hmm. in these people, you know? But, you know, you can feel like an asshole for so many reasons. I think the biggest one for me Trust is, me, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We don't show about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but, you know, in, in friendship specifically, the, the guilt, because, you know, you feel like, well, I've loved them previously. Why can't I keep loving them? And we've got so much history together. and We've got so many memories together that to abandon them feels so harsh. And maybe abandon is a bit of a strong word, but that's kind of what it feels like when you're making this decision. Um, and you also just feel a little bit embarrassed, if I'm honest. You know, it feels so childish to say, yes. I don't want to be a friend anymore. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> right? like, yes. Like you're in the playground, but you know, you, you want to be able to maintain all your friendships, you know, they, they came into your life for a reason. But I think that saying, you know, I don't know if you've heard of the saying that people come into a life for a reason, a season or a lifetime. Yeah, I have. Yeah. My aunt says that. Yeah, it's great. Yeah. And uh, I remember the first time I heard it and I was like, oh, what are you talking about? Having loads of friends is definitely the way forward. Life friends. And then, yeah. yeah. And then you suddenly sort of realize this is not, it's not sustainable. These people don't have my best interest at heart. We don't share the same values anymore you know I've definitely got school friends who you know we've had the best memories together but we just don't share any of the same values and actually when certain topics come up I'm I'm sort of a bit flabbergasted like gosh really that's how you view the world like I mm. see differently should I keep you in my life because we have history or should I in my head kind of distance myself from you and realize that there are probably other people out there who are going to serve my life much better and give me so much more emotionally and physically yeah uh, uh yeah i mean i i feel like when i heard the like literal i don't want to be friends with you anymore thing i was like i am 34 years old. i cannot believe i'm hearing that but i'm like i and it really was hard for me but i was like i guess if you don't feel like our relationship is healthy and you need to be i have to like accept that it was like it felt really like i don't want to be friends with you anymore to me but you're like, all right, if you think I'm toxic. <laughs> I mean, yeah, but, uh, yeah, I'm not even, I know, but I happen to know. Well, okay. Yeah. Um, I will say though to your, there are two things that you said that like really set something off for me. One was we don't, talk, we don't ask each other how we're doing once we've broken up with friends, which I, I'm, I feel like that's so interesting. Cause it's like, it is a loss. Even if you're like, Oh, fuck that person, you know, it's still a loss and you don't really ever talk about it. Right. Um, but the second thing, um, was oh forgot that's all right it'll come back <laughs> literally wow. let me 
as I was about to say. <laughs> I love that. Mm. Yeah, you'll find it. Mm. Mm-hmm. That's you know, one, right. of, one of the I things know. that you're saying yeah. about, you know, you kind of like, you know, oh, am I a toxic person? In that person's life, I think, you know, that's something that we should not blame ourselves for. We never know what's going on behind closed doors. We don't know what somebody's journey's been. We don't know what's triggered, you know, something else. I think it's so difficult to have that, that feeling of blame, you know, we shouldn't have that. If somebody's made the decision they don't want us in their, their life, mm. kind oh. of like a, a, yeah, you respect it. And the kind of the blaming of self, you know, it just comes down to really, I don't know, it's, it's just such a negative feeling. And we can never control what somebody thinks of us or what they're going through. And yet we can sit there, and I know that I've done this afterwards. I'm like, oh my God, am I a bad person? Oh, Did yeah. I not do enough? You know, should I have flown all the way over there and spent, you know, thousands of pounds? Like, you know, should I have jeopardized my health and, you know, the relationship that I had here? Should I? Should I have? Yeah. Oh, I mean, I think that, and that gets into like the selfish thing, like, cause you feel like I'm selfish. I shouldn't do anything for myself. But then you're like, you're, you're people pleasing beyond. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to come in at a different angle here. I'm not, I'm not as much like, I think maybe us. You too. In (laughs) in this situation. I'm a lot more, um, I okay. First of all, I remembered my thing. If I can't talk to people about things, forget it. It's not gonna fucking. I don't. I I can't. If we can't talk and have a healthy conversation about whatever it is, if it's from the fact that you get annoyed that I chew with my mouth open to something that I said really hurt your feelings and I had no idea, or something that I did. If we can't talk through it or talk it out, we're probably not going to be close friends. Yeah. Number one, and it's not going to work out long term because, like you said, we're going to get on each other's nerves. Something, some, you're to me, you're not close to somebody if you're not arguing every now and then because that means you just don't really care. Yeah. Not a serious argument, but you know what I'm saying. Second thing is, I definitely feel like a good person. And I, 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 not to say I don't second guess things, conversations that I've had. How could I do something differently? How could I have been more sensitive? I'm not saying that I'm just put it on the other person, but for the most part, I know that I cultivate close friendships. I am a good person, even though I'm not always perfect or don't always make the right decisions. And I do definitely feel like I get more of fuck that person. If they, if they feel that way, or if they're making me feel like shit, like I'm number one here. And that's not selfish. That's like looking out for yourself. I think that's uh, that's something that I like want to get from you. Like the way that you are with that. I love that. Like to be able to be like, ah, God, sorry, I got to protect this one because yeah. I'm, how am I going to be even useful to anybody else if I don't I'm yeah. not paying attention and, from, to me? And sometimes I will cut a person loose and what I realize, boy, there's more room for better people. Right, right. <laughs> oh, I can give a lot more attention to people that really love me and like don't mm. take things personally or don't whatever it is. Yeah, so. sure. I would would say that I'm more kind of like that, though I empathize with what you guys are saying. Right, you're not like I'm not a sociopath. <laughs> you're like constantly just like you're out, you're out. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I yeah, fuck him. Yeah, no, <laughs> um, no, um, just no, Donald Trumping everywhere. Yeah, right. Yeah. Um, um, but okay, I think we should bring Truman in. Yeah. Um, hi, Truman. Hey, how's it going? Yay! Oh, good. So, um, I, yeah, oh, go ahead. ahead. No, you no, go. We've been talking about that. Yeah, like I, I just I heard a couple of things um, that, that stuck with me. So like it seems like um, whenever I think of a friendship or any type of relationship, I think of reciprocity. So like you have to be mm-hmm. giving as much as you're getting, right? Um, because that's kind of what a relationship is, any type of relationship. Um, and uh, another factor to that is, um, is also um, perspective taking. Mm. Uh, 
or the ability to see from someone else's perspective. So like, I, I think that a lot of people walk into relationships with a, a lot of empathy and expect that to be um, like returned to them. Yeah, um, yeah. I think that we get into trouble. <laughs> yeah, whenever it's not. Um, yeah. And I think that we keep waiting, you know, for that that to drop. You know, that that responding empathy. But when it doesn't, I think that there's a confusion there, and um, it, it's difficult to walk away because you're still waiting for that that thing. Um, and, and so, what I was hearing, uh, whenever you were talking to Natasha, is that uh, I think that you have a lot of empathy. And I think that um, you don't expect a lot from people. And mm -hmm. so um, that they don't give a lot back to you. But I, I think that, that your situations are, are pretty intense um, because I've, I've never, like if, if, someone, if someone will completely cut you out of their life because you missed one event in their life, um, I, I don't know that that person is, is giving you back what you're giving to them. Um, and so I think that in that case, I don't think that you're an asshole for cutting those people off. <laughs> you know, I mean, like, I, I honestly, and, and I was trying to, like, conceptualize that from, like, a psychological standpoint <laughs> and trying to, like, you know, keep my own opinions out of it. But at the end of the day, I mean, like, that's really messed up. <laughs> uh, you know, I, I mean, like, and I'm thinking about this um, from the perspective of, like, you know, personality disorder or something similar, because what you generally see um, with personality disorders or, or friendship patterns like that, um, mm. you know, where oh. people and, and then, you know, withdraw whenever, um, whenever that other person asks for, asks for something or doesn't meet one of their expectations. Um, so in that case, yes, um, I would say that that's, that's a toxic relationship. Um, just in that it's, it's harming you across various, um, you know, areas of functioning in your life. So if, then, that, and I'm, I'm, I might be putting words in your mouth, but no, I think, well, I think one of the things that I think I've really seen and, and not to, you know, this isn't me putting blame on anybody else, but I think in all of the situations I've had where somebody has, or I've been in a situation where I wanted to cut, cut somebody out or they've wanted to do that to me, it has come from a place of real insecurity on their part. So they're, they're dealing with something, they're feeling particularly insecure about something going on in their life. And I've kind of unfortunately been on the receiving end of that kind of toxic behavior. And I think that's what I guess has helped me make peace with it in some way. Because honestly, I've had people say and do things that exactly as you said, if I was to mention now would be, huh? Like you'd literally be like, yeah. what? How has that happened? But it isn't, and I think I've, I've spent so long blaming myself, thinking, oh, I'm not a good person, blah, blah, blah. I think it's one, maybe my self-esteem has not always been as high as it should. And secondly, that people, when they are going through something, they, they don't exactly, as you said, have a certain perspective of their own life. And when they don't have that, it becomes easy to kind of project that onto somebody else. And I think that that's kind of been the situation. But I have a question for you yeah. for something that you've just said, which was, you know, you need to be able to kind of give and take in a, in a friendship. What happens when one person in the friendship needs more than you for a significant amount of time? At what point, you know, if somebody's going through a divorce, for example, or somebody's dealing with mental health issues, they, what they need is much greater than perhaps what you need, and they need it for a longer period of time. At what point do you say, okay, well, I'm going to be here for the next three years, five years, however long it takes you to get divorced or whatever it might be. And I'm just going to give and give and give with no expectation of getting back. Like, how do you kind of, 
how do you figure that one out? I think that that's the test. And, and what I mean by that is that I think that we all have our limits, you know, because we're all human. And, you know, sometimes you won't be able to meet those expectations uh, just because you don't have the time or you don't have the emotional energy, you know, to, uh, to expend on that. Um, and I think that the real test is whether or not that person will understand um, and not just understand, but forgive if there's been a breach made, you know, or, or like support you if you are burning out. Um, because the way that I look at it is if you're both burned out and if you're both hurting, uh, the response should not be that, you know, one person is there to support this person at all costs. It should be that you're both supporting each other, in my opinion, at least. Um, totally. and, and so that's, that's what I meant by, uh, by, by the whole re reciprocity thing. Um, that, you know, and also the perspective taking aspect of that. Right. And the, the other person shouldn't just be like, um, it's going to be about me for five years. Is that okay? Like, <laughs> I mean, yeah, they're yeah. going through some stuff, but then like, I feel like our friendship is, has been great with that. Like when we're mm -hmm. both going through, I mean, we still like ask how the other person is doing. Like if something's yeah. going, of course, cause, especially cause you want to break from what you're thinking about. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I mean, I also think that friends can be different. Like, well, it's kind of like you said, people come in for a moment or a minute or whatever, but they can be different types of friends. You know, I don't know if all these people seem are thinking that they're going to be, you know, at the same level of importance as, say, your partner, if you have a partner or, you know what I mean? And if they have this kind of inflated sense of, I don't know, importance, like yeah. maybe they're that type of person in their life everywhere, like at work or, you know what I mean? And I don't know, but yeah. And I, I kind of wanted to Natasha because I'm kind of like it sounds like we are similar with like our friends sometimes like is that kind of did I guess Truman I'm asking you this like is that something that we kind of set up then like if we set up like I got you don't even worry about me you know well I, I think that I think that that we just naturally understand things you know within reason so like and, and I think that that people will know that when you say uh, or they they should know at least when whenever you say I, I'm there for you like w within reason as wow. in like yeah. if I'm physically able to be there, I'm, I'm there. You know, if, if I, if I don't have to end everything in my life, you know, to, uh, to be there for you, you know, to, to talk at that very moment, um, then maybe there, there should be some perspective taking on that, that, you know, I, I do have a life as well. And, you know, I do have needs as well. And I do also have emotions and, and problems and stressors and things that I'm dealing with in life. Um, so, the, the role of a friend, uh, I, I think, is to, um, is to understand that aspect of the person and to say, you know, okay, I really do care about this person and I love this person. Um, and there will be some times uh, where I, I, I can't be there for them or they can't be there for me. And, you know, that's, that's kind of the test, you know, being okay with that. Um, you know, but um, I do think that, that, yes, you know, people do have um, different levels of needs um, because, you know, everybody, uh, everybody has a different environment, different set of genetics, all that type of stuff. Um, so everyone's different really. Um, but I think that some of the things that are constant, um, in a friendship or should be, uh, is that, that variable of empathy, um, and also that variable of perspective taking, you know, which is very similar to empathy, but, but also the reciprocity that comes mm -hmm. with both of those things. So, um, you know, uh, and, and another thing is that, I think that if you're uncomfortable in a friendship and, you know, if you feel as if you're constantly operating at, at 
ridiculous levels of anxiety um, and, and constantly thinking to yourself, oh, I'm, I'm terrible for not doing this, I'm terrible for not doing that. And that's like a consistent pattern. And you know, whenever you look over it, uh, your friend is, is not kind of dealing with that same thing and they're, they're, not, um, they're not supporting you in the way that you're supporting them or even similarly. Um, as according to their capacity, of course, you know, then I think that there's a problem. And at that point, you know, um, if there's not, if there's not any type of, I guess, compromise, you know, where y'all can like meet in the middle somehow, um, then I, I think that it's, it's probably too rigid of a relationship to be called a friendship in that case, uh, because you're just giving everything and they're just expecting it. And when you don't, they penalize you for it. How, how, what's like a, a good example of a conversation? <laughs> like a, just like a sentence you might say to someone. How do you, cause I feel like it's so awkward. Like it's easier to break up with someone like, you know, I'm just not feeling this connection anymore. You know, if like you're dating someone, but like it feels like, you know, or yeah. do you just phase them out? Do you like, I, I mean, yeah, I, I choose to phase out a little bit. Yeah. It, it's, <laughs> yeah. It, unless it's just a clean break, which unfortunately one was because yeah, I, I, I said something that really upset them and I yeah. tried to overly apologize and then that became a lot of guilting me and a, it was a manipulation and a control you know it was like a, a a game for them of like putting me down you know what I mean yeah. like the whole you better apologize and you better you're a shitty person I was like whoa, whoa, whoa. like I that's not true and I want to talk to you about this and you don't want to talk to me about it you just want to shit on me this isn't gonna work right but the phase out I enjoy because <laughs> that's less that's more subtle they don't Instead notice of, it as much right. which I'm I shouldn't be talking. <laughs> Truman, what do you think? And then I'm also curious about, Natasha, I'm curious about how those conversations have happened, have gone afterwards. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, I, I guess um, just in terms of, of like phasing out a friend and all that type of stuff and like, you know, that, that whole shame piece that you brought up, like, I don't think that friends shame each other, to be honest. Um, because yeah. I think that there's a difference between guilt and shame, you know, guilt is saying I did something bad. Um, uh, shame is saying I am bad. So like, mm. there's a huge difference between both of those things and someone that's supposed to be on your side and someone's supposed to be supporting and, um, and helping you. Um, I don't think that, that they would say something like that, that, that doesn't kind of fit the, uh, the category of what we consider to be a friend. Right. Um, someone that would shame you and tell you that you are a bad person despite your apologies. Now, given, I mean, you know, there, um, there are some situations where, um, and you know, no one has to accept an apology. That's, that's a horrible yeah. thing, but yeah. no one has to. But yeah. I think that, that if we're, we're expecting this from, from our friends, you know, if, if we really do have a connection with this person, they have a connection with us, um, then there, there, there should probably be some level of understanding if, if there's, there's change talk being had. And, you know, if you're saying, you know, okay, I admit that I did this bad thing or I'm sorry that I offended you in this way, can we move forward like this? And, you know, if, if they say yes and then act no, right. <laughs> and then like, you know, that's, that is a toxic friendship, in my opinion. That makes sense. So, yeah, Natasha, I'm curious, like, okay, I have two questions for you. One, is it, at, and I, I'm just prodding you a little and I, I'm not, I'm, I'm just trying to dig a little bit. So like, is it one of those things where is it really like you can't make someone's wedding? And so like, you're like, I'm sorry, I can't because of X, Y, Z. Um, or is it like, do you think that they feel like you're continually letting them down? Um, and then also like, how does a conversation happen after that? Yeah, I mean, 
I can honestly, hand on heart, do not believe that it's a continual letting down because I am very conscious not to do that. I'm very conscious of making myself available and being there. And I've always had sort of this platform of, here's an open dialogue, anything you need to talk to me about, I'm here and available to talk about. And I think that that's maybe worked against me in some ways. And I think the reason that these situations have been so difficult is the shock factor of, one thing went wrong. It was the first time something went wrong. And rather than there being the compassion, the forgiveness, the open conversation, it was just this harsh kind of cutting. And, and those things weren't, they weren't my decisions. But when it has been my decision to kind of, you know, and, and, and sort of said in my head, this is not working for me. This person is literally putting me down at every opportunity. And those kind of situations, I have had to make a choice, you know. And I think you have two options you do either just allow yourself to drift you know so you don't have this kind of uncomfortable confrontation that you want <laughs> and you, kind of, you yeah. know, take a take a back seat but what I prefer to do yeah is have the open conversation because I think that you should respect what you've had even if it's mm. going to end you should respect what you have meant to each other and what happens is when you have that conversation you either say look well you know what I don't really appreciate that and you can just get lost see you later or you can reset the expectations because we do change over time, you know, because I made a decision to be friends with you when I was 15 years old, doesn't mean that now at the age of 30, it's going to be exactly the same. But when you have those kind of conversations, it allows you to reset the expectations. Say, well, look now for the next 15 years, where I am in my life now, this is what I expect. You know, I want us to be able to talk openly about this or this frequently or whatever it might be. And I do expect you to be at my event because otherwise, it will hurt my feelings or whatever. But that kind of communication, I think, not enough of us are doing. Yeah. And I mean, I, I, I don't mean to backpedal. If they were really, really close friends of mine, I usually have a conversation with them about it. And then it's like after that conversation, if things don't change, I have a hard time being like, I usually just phase them out. Cause I'm yeah. like, all right, we talked about this. They know how I feel. They're still doing it. Honestly, just less and less. I'm just going to fade away. Yeah. Um, but no, I def, I think you're right. I think people need, that's an interesting way to put it. Like Natasha, just like resetting expectations and like boundaries because yeah, things change. People change. People get married. People get divorced. Like, and also sometimes friends need to know where they stand in your life and also I'm sorry but people get very self-centered around their weddings <laughs> just yeah. gonna say, I don't know if it has to do with a wedding right. but I got married if people couldn't come it was like love ya I didn't you know you just yeah. can't take that stuff that personally people have their lives going on well, it's I also ironic, want people it? there if it's gonna stress them out yeah well, it's ironic isn't it because they're like well you know you're so important to me that I absolutely need you at my wedding and then they'll cut you out just as quickly. And you're like, huh, where was I? Yeah. How is that so easy like, for you? Happened? Yeah, I thought, yeah, I thought I meant a lot. That's why you really wanted me there. And that, but this is what I mean. I think it was much more to do about that person than their kind of self-importance and ego. Again, I do think it comes down to people's personal insecurities. You know, whether there's an issue yeah. of, oh, okay, well, you, you did it. You made a sacrifice for one person. You didn't do it for me. Or a jealousy sort of situation. I, I, can't, I can't pinpoint anything at the moment, but right. I definitely the insecurities have made a really big difference in the decisions people have made when it comes to friendships. Right. And, and also, if we haven't been talking about this the whole time, then that's where the friendship probably went out the window a while ago. If, like, if there's been something that's been bothering you about me and you haven't told me and then you blew up on me after the wedding, like, you know, like, that's... That's, that's, your, that's their responsibility to tell you, you know? Right. And 
I can't, we're not mind readers sitting, you know, halfway across the world. I'm not supposed to know that, you know, I've been pissing you off for the last like right. years. If you didn't want to talk to me about it, I can't have forced you to. But there's also, I think the, the issue of, I think somebody mentioned it earlier, that the, the kind of issue of forgiveness that, you know, like I said at the very beginning, you are going to have run into issues in your friendship if you've kind of committed to a lifelong friendship with someone. Where's the forgiveness? Where is the right. forgiveness saying, okay, yes, my feelings were hurt, but I know who you are. I know that you intentionally did not mean to hurt my feelings. I know that this is not, you know, kind of definitive of who you are as a person. I forgive you. Why is that not happening more often? Well, that, that actually raises a question for me. So do you think that there is something that someone can do uh, that's so bad that it's an automatic, just I'm done. Like I, I can't be friends with you anymore. Oh, I told Rosie if, unless she um, just rams my husband. I mean, just like probably in front of me, maybe. I mean, or behind closed doors. Either way, there's really not much. I mean, I'm sorry. I'll let you answer this, but like, there's really not much she could do that I wouldn't forget. I'm a really good. And friend. honestly, even if she rammed my husband, honestly, yeah. we would probably have a conversation about it. Right. And I'd say. Oh, get it because it's good <laughs> she shares i share See, but that's a real that's that's a good friendship you know what i'm saying like it's but, but, yeah, but what is yeah that's natasha i'm sorry but like yeah, yeah like is there what anything would that, it be? What would i it be? i'm very similar to you i really don't hold a grudge you know i'm very much you know, you share yeah if you're a doormat you know people gonna run over you and i'd be like don't worry thank you for the experience you know <laughs> i'm that way <laughs> yeah but you know, I think, and, and I, I honestly, I think it's wonderful to be like that. I think it's so wonderful to have an open heart. I think what we need to do, because yeah, as you said, like there is very little that I wouldn't forgive. I never hold a grudge. You know, people who've been two-faced to me, who put me down to my face, who stabbed me in the back. I'm always like, there must've been a reason. Let's do it. There must be something that's going on with you. I, I know that I have the ability to be compassionate. So let me try and figure out, let's work through it together. And I think it is a wonderful thing to have an open heart, but I do think that we now kind of being able to have these conversations and have this knowledge, we need to be a little bit more choosy about how, who we let into our life now oh. at this stage. You know, previously maybe we just let everybody in, but I think now as we get busier with, you know, marriages and maybe children or whatever else it is that might occupy your time, you know, businesses, et cetera, we do have to be more choosy about how, who we're willing to kind of give that unconditional love to be. Mm. Agreed. Go ahead, Truman. Yeah, I mean, I completely agree with that. And I think that also like the concept of, of unconditional love, I think mm. that, that you can love a person and still separate yourself from them. Um, because <gasps> That's so you know, true. I, I mean, like, because at, at the end of the day, I think that, that sometimes we, we link those two things together, like proximity and love. Uh, but, but really, I don't think that that's the case. Um, because oh, if you have someone that is literally tearing down every aspect of your life and, you know, you're unable to sleep, you know, you're unable to function properly, you know, in, in all the areas that you used to be able to, you know, and this person is draining you. Um, even if you love that person from the bottom of your heart, it's okay to pull back and it's okay to say, I can't have this in my life right now because that's self-care. Yeah. But I mean, like, um, just to give like an example, um, like about two years ago, um, after the election, so like, and, and this is this is an intense story, and sorry for bringing politics into it, but basically, uh, 
Yeah, I know, right? But, um, and it seems like that happens every time I'm on the show. <laughs> <laughs> but after the election, so like I, I was, um, I had a friend group that I was, uh, that I hung out with like since, I don't know, like middle school. Um, I would known most of them since I was like 10 years old. And, um, you know, so we'd go back and forth on the whole Trump issue and all that type of stuff. And, you know, they knew where I stood on that. I knew where they stood on that. But I didn't really know where, how far they stood on that. Mm. So, um, you know, during the election, um, you know, we all went out and voted and all that type of stuff. And so one of my friends that I'd known since I was 10 years old calls me and says, Welcome to a better America. Oh my oh, God! Yeah. So um, he he saw all the things that I posted on you know Trump being um, associated with neo Nazis, KKK members. Was this motherfucker white? Yeah, he was. God. <laughs> and so, so like, you know, Sorry um, on our behalf. No, 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 no. It, it was he's the asshole. But but yeah. but I mean like but but the thing is, um, my response to that was, okay, what? the fuck you know because you already know you already know where i stand on this you already know uh the danger that that comes to me you know uh yeah from that entire process and and so like it was ridiculous to me that the number one he voted against someone that he called his brother you know right uh, the past and whatnot and then he found it appropriate to call and say welcome to a better america oh so, my what a gross yeah, in that case, like, don't get me wrong. If if someone is your brother, they're always your brother. If someone is is if you love someone, you always are going to love them. But at the same time, sometimes you have to distance yourself from people, and that's exactly what I did. Mm. I have not spoken to him. Um, I spoke to him briefly and told him why there was so much radio silence. Right. You know, I, I told him we don't agree on anything. Um, it's not just, and it, it is not just that we don't agree on things. It's that you are fundamentally missing the fact that I'm a human being. Right. Um, that compromise does not necessarily mean um, that you get your way and I have to just shut up and just be happy. Hell um, no. Mm -hmm. and, and so, like, I think that, that even generalizing this, you know, from the whole election thing um, to, to various other different, um, you know, situations, I, I think that that's true there as well. Um, if someone is not seeing from your perspective and not even trying to, um, and if they're, they're actively like harming you in some way by doing that, then there's nothing wrong with separating yourself from that person. It's okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, can I just say, I'm so glad that you have just spoken about this story because it's so relevant in so many ways. So I was in a similar situation a couple of years ago when Brexit was happening yes. in the UK. Oh, and that's right. I, almost identical story the people that I had grown up with, school friends I'd known since I was 10 years old, I had no idea that they had all voted out and I was the only person who'd voted in. And I just, exactly as you said, that feeling of having completely different values, you know, it didn't matter that you thought that you had all this stuff in common and that you were going to be friends forever. Something like politics could literally just highlight the fact that you are completely different people and actually you're not supposed to be in each other's lives and you love it you do love them you still love them and you have fond memories but they are not for your life going forward definitely can completely relate to that yeah i'm Man. so sorry that that happened um, no you I'm know it's sorry that happened no, to both I'm of you it was literally it's like a breakup I, I remember for years i every sort of quiet moment i would have i would be thinking about this friendship over and over these friendships mm -hmm. over and over again 
where did we go so like how did we take such different paths like I thought we were all on the same path and you know obviously I did not react very well to it very honestly I did not react very well to it and ended up having to kind of give an apology and you know I'm the one who's sorry I did not get an apology back you know just Ah. because I had reacted when that happens to react it's like well you got what you wanted you know you guys got what you wanted for the future of our nation you got what you wanted I'm not allowed to react to it of course I'm not because you know as a friend that's not what you do okay I just keep thinking about oh sorry true but like like we said in the beginning the about reciprocity I'm like yeah that's it that makes sense Mm -hmm. (laughs) you should be like every uh, yeah go ahead well, no, I, I was I was just going to say, like, it's, I, I think that, that in that in that situation, I think that a friendship begins and ends um, kind of with the person's opinion on your right to exist as a person. So, like, if, if they are literally saying to you, um, you know, your opinion matters so little to me um, that I'm going to get angry at you for having a reaction over your own existence, then that's when you that's when it's okay to step back you know Mm -hmm. that's when it's okay to say this friendship is not working and you know our values like you were saying completely diverge and you know thank you for telling me this you Mm -hmm. know now i know where that toxicity comes from that now i know where that pain and that anxiety comes from and Mm -hmm. the thing is if we trace it back um the people that that we've kind of lost friendships with um i think if we look back um it's been a long time coming there have probably been yeah. uh, little instances where they've invalidated you, gaslighted you, mm-hmm. um, actively hurt you, you know? Um, but I think that sometimes there are situations that are, that are the straws or the boulders that break the, the, cat, the camel's back. Mm-hmm. Yeah. In that situation, I think with, with both you and I, and, and probably both of you as well, um, there have been situations like that where, um, where people oh, have yeah. completely missed the mark. Um, and, and there's just, there's nothing that can, you, you can't even make yourself stay at that point. Right. Productive. Yeah. Yeah. And actually the, the, it's not the same thing, but the thing that broke the thing with my friend was a, a, a political discussion. It wasn't as cut and dry, but it was my reaction to, to a topic that was social political. And I think it's the, yeah, it's the lack of understanding and empathy of, and, and then that, that apology, if, if you do apologize and then the other person that you don't, you don't see eye to eye after that, it's like, yeah. <laughs> how do you, how do you patch it up? You really can't. But I mean, and before we wrap it up too, like I, I mean, but I also am just, I, I see the other side too. Like I'm sure that I have done things, even if I didn't intentionally do it. Yeah. Because I, I mean, I'm just saying like, cause then right now we're talking about the people that we want to cut out, but like also like, you know, if someone wants to cut you out, oh, yeah. it's like, well, maybe I did something or yeah, maybe it's just not meant to be. Maybe we say right. that about romantic relationships. <laughs> right. Yeah. And it's really not that different. Right. It's just that you're not boning them. There's no sex. Exactly. Yeah, when you get rid of these kind of toxic relationships, I do believe, you know, as um, somebody said earlier, that there's room for new people, new people who do understand you, who do share the same values, and you can right. invest in them. And I've definitely found that, you know, especially um, you moved to Hong Kong, had to make a whole new set of friends, but there was the luxury of kind of picking and choosing people who worked for me who I am now, who understand what I'm going through. And I think that's been a wonderful thing. I, I have one more thing to say. Sorry, I'm like, we're going to wrap it up. We are. But um, but do you feel like you also do like some reflecting on like what happened? 
like, I mean, cause it's, it's easy to be like, I'm, well, I don't know why they dumped me. And then you just keep repeating that pattern. You know what I'm saying? All, yeah, all the yeah. time. Yeah, definitely have to reflect on it all of the time. So there are, but I think the thing that I've kind of, the conclusion that I've come to is that I am going to be my most authentic self. And those people who after the coffee or the dinner make me feel good about myself, I'm going to text them to make the next date. It's literally like, it is almost like dating. Right. And if that hasn't made me feel good, or I haven't felt a connection, or I felt a little bit of judgment or a snide remark, no, thank you, next. <laughs> Ariana. Yeah. 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 <laughs> well, thank you guys so much for talking about this. I, that was, that was wonderful. And, and also just to kind of end on what Truman said of just like, just cause you're not in each other's lives anymore, doesn't mean you don't have love for them and wish them all the best. Right. I mean, that's kind of cool that, you know, you can hope that they have a good life and you just yeah. don't share it together. And I guess you never know down the line. You never know. But it is true, though, to like, and the way that Jackie does it, and I think, Natasha, that you're starting to do, and I should do, is, yeah, think about number one. Yeah. <laughs> you got if, yeah. if you're feeling yucky, those feelings are probably real. Yeah. You got to listen to yourself. Listen to your heart. Well, great, thanks, guys. I think we solved everything. So, Natasha, <laughs> so it's, um, uh, say you're, the name of your the YouTube again. It's www.youtube.com forward slash Tash Talks. So awesome. cute. I love that you did the full thing. I love I that you did the World Wide Web. Hashtags.com. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Go check her out. She's so adorable too because it's a vlog. So you'll get to see her and um, listen to her. And um, yeah, what are some examples of some topics if you can think right away? No worries if I'm... Throwing- yeah, no, I talk about things, obviously like relationships, uh, wedding day blues, uh, the never-ending diet, uh, everyday guilt, lots of different things. Okay. I love it. All right. And thanks, Truman. Wonderful as usual. Thank you. I will reciprocate your friendship with me. (laughs) (laughs) We're technically so needy with this friendship. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. I love it. (laughs) We're there for you too, Truman. Whenever you need it. Thank you. And I'm there for you too. (laughs) And you, Natasha, also. Hey. And Natasha as well. Starting a budding friendship. uh, All right. Thanks, everyone. Bye, guys. All right. See y'all. Take care. Thank you for listening to Am I an Asshole? The one about ending toxic friendships with Natasha Jane Ligaro. Oh my God. <laughs> um, yes, and we didn't answer this, but I think it's pretty clear. You're not an asshole. You should end toxic friendships. Yeah, you should actually end relationships and friendships with assholes. Yeah. Like with assholes to the core, not people who can just sometimes be assholes or question it like us. Well, yeah. <laughs> right. Please <laughs> be our friends still. Yes. But um, like, you know what I'm saying? But yeah, if it doesn't feel good with you, it, like between you, then it's not it's not right. There's more but people in the world. Ow. I don't know what is going on with you today. Anyway, thank you so much for listening. We love you. Keep subscribing. Tell your friends. Tell your foes. Oh. <laughs> is this thing on? Because I think so. Wow. And she is stone cold sober right mm-hmm. now. Love you guys. Bye. Bye.